Football's right around the corner. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a million dollar top prize. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game and get a free shot at a million dollar top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome back yet again to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Bibbins. On Twitter, at Bibbs Corner. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Reese Williams. At Minder Reese on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, wherever you can find content. That's where he's going to be. And Minder Reese is how you find him. Reese, how you doing? Doing good, man. I'm a... After these technical difficulties, I'm just glad that we were <laughs> able to start recording. To be quite honest, um, yeah, Mondarisa on everything, though, man. Literally everything Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, everything. Uh, but yeah, I'm feeling good. Ready to get this over and done with. Not, I didn't even say it like that, but the way these technical difficulties is going, I don't want anything to screw up halfway through the pod, so. It's, it's funny because it. when you said uh, over and through it, your voice kind of skipped a little bit. But we're going to pretend that didn't happen and keep it rolling. Uh, I didn't even notice, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> we, we are trying to do video here for the first time ever. Uh, so I'm, I'm feeling weird looking at myself right now. I feel like I want to cover my screen almost. Well, uh, Doing the YouTube thing, you know, I've been used to looking at myself, so I guess that was my <laughs> practice for this. I, I guess. We'll, we'll roll with it. So, uh, not really a big week, but there was some Mavs news this week. We'll go ahead and get right straight into it. Uh, first thing, the coaching staff is set. Uh, the Mavs formally announced all of their coaches. I'll run through the names real quick. We got Jared Dudley, of course, Igor Kokoskov, 
Sean Smith. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hold it to I was waiting. To, I thought I thought you was just going to do the first name. <laughs> I decided to go I was like, it. oh, he just decided to do the first name. The second name was too much for him. I decided to go for it. Uh <laughs> Sean Sweeney, uh, Christy Tolliver, of course, and George St. John. How do you feel now that the the coaching staff is finalized? We know who's gonna be on the bench with Jay Kidd. How you feeling? I'm excited to be honest. Uh I've said this in like Twitter spaces. I'm actually excited about uh, the new coaching staff, including J Kid. Uh, new coaching staff always brings new things to the team, uh, new schemes to the team, new ways to play. <laughs> Excuse me. So I'm excited to see uh, what they do, especially with guys like Jared uh, Dudley, who uh, seen as locker room guys, leadership guys, uh, bringing something like that to the table to the team, saying how it affects. Uh, some of the young players on the team, even. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what this new coaching staff does. Yeah, I I'm think excited the, for the season. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's an interesting mix. It's going to be uh, fun to see how the dynamics work uh, with Igor being a head coach type, uh, with Jared Dudley being an active player recently, Christy Tolliver still being an active player. Uh, I think Sweeney and or St. John have previous history with kids. So seeing how the new people fit in with the the people that already have established a relationship and, a, and rapport. I guess Jared Dudley technically has a relationship with kid already too. Um, but it is, it's a nice collection of people with different backgrounds and experiences. So again, I'm, I'm coming into this with, you know, blank slate. I'm trying to put the Carlisle PTSD behind me. Um, I will judge them on their merits. Whatever happens going forward, this is when I'll start talking shit about people. But as of now, blank slate. Exactly. Yeah, blank slate. Uh, free mind. Uh, not going in it with any uh, you know predetermined uh, opinions about anybody on the, co- on the coaching staff. Not even J. Kid. You know, uh, if you show me something and I don't like it, I'll speak on it. If you show me something I do like. I'll speak on it. But until then, I'll reserve judgment. I'll give them some time. Give everybody a chance. Exactly. And it actually feels, for me, at least, good to not have to, oh, Carlisle did this in the past, and will he change this or that? No, I can just kind of exist right now in the offseason. I'm I'm enjoying it personally. Yes. It's kind of nice to not know what to expect going into this season. As far as your head coach goes, I mean, Jesus, we've had Carlisle for like 13, 14 years. So it's a fresh start. Yeah, it's been a, been a long time. So uh, I was about to sing, but I ain't going to do that right now. Um, oh, God, God, no, no. <laughs> been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. That's that's not it. I was going Gotta brother go back. Beat this. Oh, it's wow. been a long, long time coming. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got to do Mike. That's gonna sound way too crisp. Uh, let me uh, let's move forward. No, you you <laughs> showing your age, brother. You showing your age. <laughs> Hold brother. up, no, because uh, Asher Roth, uh, Bob, and uh, Charles Hamilton did a remix when they made the XXL cover back in 2009. It's actually pretty dope. They about uh, the same age as you, right? 
They might be a little older, actually. They're all a little older, actually. <laughs> they're all a little older than me. Yeah, so you, but, uh, so you showing your age. After, <laughs> they made it after, between, it was between Obama getting elected and um, the fact that they made, the, the, their freshman class had a lot of, like, internet rappers. So they were, like, basically okay. talking about changing yeah. the game or whatever. Yeah, that was that was the age of that. That was, like, the, yeah, yeah that like, was the age of that. Kid, Kid Cudi, Roth, I love yeah. college. That's his. That's my least favorite song of his. Like, I don't like that song, but it's what got him hot. You got it because I was in college at the time. And you can only imagine imagine the frat situation, and that song. <laughs> ah, man, it was rough. Um, you couldn't go five minutes without hearing that song on campus, or like somebody drunkenly yelling it, walking down the street. Anyway, getting off topic. <laughs> <laughs> speaking speaking of blank slates. The front office has a blank slate, and as of late, it looks like they've been making moves that the past regime might not have made. Recently came out via John Krasinski, uh, no relation to the dude from the office, that we worked out Isaiah Thomas, Lance Stevens, <laughs> this thing, video man. thing. <laughs> this is <laughs> literally the same <laughs> It's literally the same name. This video situation oh my lord! Is a okay, this video situation is a problem. No. <laughs> uh. So I know you. Uh, you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm gonna take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. Uh, reports also came out that Isaiah Thomas and Lance looked good in said workouts. Your thoughts? That's, that's actually new. I only heard that Isaiah Thomas looked good in workouts. Um but when I initially um, heard this news and saw the tweet, 
my first uh, thought was I want Lance. Because, mm. like, you know, I understand Isaiah Thomas. I t- Isaiah Thomas could keep 30 on a, any given night, maybe 25. You feel me? I get that. But he'd be coming off the bench. I know y'all say, well, defense doesn't matter. It does when you got a <laughs> dude who is five foot eight on the court. And not only do you have to Shots hide him, back. but sometimes you have to hide Luca. Look, I'm five seven, so you know, I I, I understand, <laughs> you know. But off the bench, what are we gonna have? Jalen Brunson and Isaiah Thomas off the bench together? That I can't see that happening. I can't see yeah. that happening. I hey, hey. I think I think Lance is the best bet. Lance Stevenson is a guy. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's older now. What is he probably about? 33 he's, now. Somehow he's only 30, if I'm not mistaken. No way. I'm pretty sure he's only 30. I'm going to double check right now because I was like, Lance Stevenson must have been in the league since he was 13 when I pulled it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, let, me see. let me see if I can find it. Uh, Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson. Let's, let's, let's confirm. Uh, 31. He just turned 31 literally wow. today. Wow. Okay. Uh, happy yes. birthday to Lance Stevenson. Um, yes, birthday September fifth. Okay. Happy birthday to Lance Stevenson. Happy birthday, Lance. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Lance is the, obviously he can play point guard. He can play shooting guard. He can uh, defend wings. He was a good defender in his time in the league. Obviously, I mean, I'm pretty sure he slowed down now a bit. He's older. Um, he wasn't always the most athletic, but he had some athleticism. Um, he could get you buckets here and there. Obviously, you're not expecting him to get you 20 points and stuff like that. But he can get you some buckets. He has experience, especially when it comes to the playoffs and being on a winning team. I don't know how much of a leader in the locker room Lance Stevenson is. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe he's matured over time. Uh, I think the best... The best option would be Lance if we are picking one of those guys up. I would really like Lance Stevenson on the team. Okay. So, you know, <clears throat> from an emotional standpoint, I was all in on giving Isaiah Thomas a chance, but I think you might have just sold me on Lance being the 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 more economical, the more logical choice. Um, my hold up on Lance was like the personality thing, <clears throat> and I worried about how his personality might fit. Yeah. But I feel like there might be enough other guys around that can balance that out or kind of rein that in or, like, to where he wouldn't be just wilding um, by yeah. himself. Like being I don't see Lance player. as the wild guy anymore. I feel I like I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> that's true. The last, team, the last thing we saw him on was L.A. with LeBron. That was, like, two years ago, I think. Check. Was it two years ago? Yes, 2018, 2019. Yeah, when he first got, yeah, when he first got to LA, it was two years ago. Okay, well, I don't. Was Jason Kidd there for that? I don't think he was. No, he wasn't well, he there yet. No, he no. wasn't there the first year. He wasn't there the first year. No, no, no. Not Luke Walton was the coach the first year. Um, yeah, Kidd came on the Frank Vogel coaching staff. Yeah, Kidd was in the bubble year and this year. All right. So, yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, kind of feel bad with the report that Monte Ellis did not look that great uh, necessarily. or I yeah, mean, it, it wasn't pointed out. But, um, you know, 
hope for for those guys that uh, they do get a chance. I know the Rockets worked out Gerald Green, and uh, oh wow, okay. I think they either brought in Monte or Isaiah. I didn't double check, but I know they they worked out a couple guy a couple of these older vets as well. So, I mean, I'm all for guys getting that that last run, um, being able to go out on their own two feet rather than having their careers end abruptly against their will. So, um. Any other thoughts on that before I, I move to the next thing that uh kind of pointed to uh, us moving in a new direction? Um, shout out to Monte, man. I love Monte. Monte is one of my favorite players of all time. So hopefully, you know, a team can pick Monte up. But that's it. Okay, so they're bringing those guys in, and we technically had twenty roster spots filled. Uh, after filling our second two-way with Ja'Cory McLaughlin. Now, when we released Nate Hinton, speculation for me was that maybe we were leaving that second two-way spot open for our uh, camp invites to get a shot at getting that that last that last uh, two-way with Farron Fer- Hunt. Uh, Carleek Jones and EJ Onu. They said, nah. Ja'Cory McLaughlin, 6'4 point guard out of UC Santa Barbara. Uh, I watched his NCAA tournament run and I uh, watched some of his highlights from the, the G League or Summer League. And uh, the first thing that stood out to me is that he's a, he's a dimer. He has, like, he's getting in the lane, creative, no look passes behind the back, all that good stuff. Um, in summer league, he had a four to one assist to turnover ratio, which is insane. Like summer league is all about turning the ball over. You don't know these guys, uh-huh. y'all don't practice. They trying to just yeah, like you're not gonna to show off. Yeah, everybody's trying to get theirs, but not him. He was he was setting guys up. He was feeding the rock around, and that got people's attention. Now his last year in UC Santa Barbara, it was a two point six to one assist to turnover ratio i think it was 5.2 to 2 or 5.2 assists per game hmm. two turnovers per game which for me two to one is what i look at as a baseline like you're not turning the ball over recklessly um so he was above that so i i trust his playmaking there uh, he also shot 40 percent from three he was a guy that spent five years in college and his story is a little bit i don't want to get too deep into it but his story is uh he i can't i I should probably have pulled it up he was at a bigger school initially um i want to pull him up i want to pull him up actually i might already still have him pulled up i have the uh college sports reference separate from the uh regular sports reference all right, I don't still have it up. Basically, he went to a bigger school initially. And between his freshman and sophomore year, he went to Spain, I believe. It was either Spain or France. Was, he went to Europe on vacation. He went to Oregon State initially. There we go. So between his freshman and sophomore year, he went on vacation in Europe. And while he was there a terror attack occurred and he witnessed it. And allegedly 
it it messed with him mentally. Oh, um, wow. He came back for his sophomore year and eventually left the team after like six games because he just couldn't couldn't. He was still dealing with some stuff. Like I I had to look into it. I investigated to see which attack it was to see if I was familiar with it. It is one I was familiar with. Um, should I say which one it was? Um, I mean, sure. Why not? It Unless was, you don't. I don't know think, if you remember. Uh, I think you don't feel comfortable saying it, but. Uh, so I'm, I've been. I posted like after I looked into it that I don't want any reporters asking him about it because I don't know if it's still you know a sensitive issue for him. But um, right, it was the attack where some terrorists got some trucks and like were running over people that were like in a busy area. Like I want to say, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, I want to say like I remember the video was on Twitter, but like dozens of people were killed, hundreds were injured, type of thing, and they did it in two different places. But he witnessed that, uh, which, like I said, I oh, can. Wow only imagine uh, I think the first guy after he crashed he got out and stole somebody's car and stabbed them to death so I don't know what part he witnessed oh, or how much but he was he was there when that occurred it was like a busy tourist area um, so I can only imagine what he was dealing with at 19, 18, seeing that wow um, however Jesus Christ he bounced back. He transferred to UC Santa Barbara. He played and started the last three years he was in college. And his senior year got them to the NCAA tournament. Uh, they were a 12 seed. Uh, he was he did his thing. He was hooping. But they lost by one to Creighton in the first round. Um, That's the school CJ McCollum went to, right? I think CJ McCollum went to Lehigh. Creighton is Doug McBuckets. Lehigh, yeah. Yeah, I think Creighton is Doug right, McBuckets. Right, right. GH, GH. They both GH schools, who cares? <laughs> I want to say they were, were or are in the same <laughs> conference. These conferences change so much that I can't keep up. But you ain't lying. So, you know, I love a good story. And the bounce back to, to get to the league, that's awesome. Um, again, older guys, 23. So, uh, I like his his chances. I like that they got him onto the roster. Hopefully, it means Tyrell Terry doesn't have to play a ton of point guard in Frisco, so he can get used to his off ball yeah, role, which he will definitely have if he gets minutes on the maps. Right, like if he's gonna get to the big roster, it's gonna be because he's comfortable off the ball. I don't think he right. needs the ball in his hands. So. No. Any, I, I don't know if you looked into McLaughlin at all. Did you hear or see anything that was interesting to you? I didn't hear or say anything. I basically just learned everything from you. <laughs> um, I think the most, the most will I'll see of him is uh, some Texas Legends games that I can catch this season. Uh, hopefully, I can catch a couple so I can get a good look at him. But um, I mean. It's nice to hear about the two-way guys, but I don't expect them to get too many minutes on the main roster unless an injury happens. So hopefully right. he can uh, develop his game somewhere in the Legends along with, you know, guys like Tyrell Terry and, uh, well, no more Bay and Hinton. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, along Tyrell Terry and uh, other guys on the team who I'm not 
aware of. So what I'll well, say. Well, wait, um, Eugene, Eugene got yeah, a two-way. Eugene's right? the other two-way guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and what I'll say about our two-way guys, both of them are five-year college guys. So they're coming in. Like, oh just wow! Looking I didn't at know. Them. Yeah, Eugene was a five-year guy too. He went two years at Rutgers, I think, and then three years at Oregon. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, so they're both very experienced. Like their games are what they are almost. It's just their adjustment yeah. is going to be learning a new level. So they're not projects at all. Like they are what they are, but will they translate to this new level is the question. Right. And um, polishing that game a little bit, I'm pretty sure it could use some work. So Right, right, right. So I like I like it from that standpoint because these are these are the type of guys that really have a chance at actually making a name for themselves in the leagues the Fred Van Vliet's, et cetera, like the guys that maybe they aren't ready to contribute on a main team right away, but they can get comfortable with the game, injuries, whatever, they get a call up, they can plug in and, and maybe make some noise. So I'm excited about them for that standpoint. Um, the other move that was a little surprising to some, and again, might show signs of the new regime, EJ Inu was cut from the team just gave him a camp invite and then took that thing back sorry player you got to go slash the road from up under him (laughs) it's it's tough you 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 i mean you hate to see it because you know you love to see guys get a chance but that's the nature of the business hopefully ej was my guy (laughs) he was your guy that quick he was my yeah man. He was my. I looked up the the highlights of him that fast, and I was like, all right, this is my guy. <laughs> and now <laughs> he's gone. He ain't your guy no more. Um, uh, he, he he's gone. He could still end up in Frisco. You never know. That's true. He just ain't gonna be in camp. Um, <laughs> yeah. So with that said, we have an open roster spot. Some speculate. They might be one, ready to sign one of the vets. Uh, maybe they're, they're, there's a trade on the horizon. Who knows? Um, a trade on the horizon. Uh, uh, signing from a player that's bought out. Who knows? <laughs> Shall we, do, should we bring that topic up right now? Oh, man. Uh, I guess so. All right. I guess so. Real quick. Uh, basically, um. <laughs> we're gonna make this quick but obviously you uh most people are aware of the Gondrogic situation Gondrogic has been trying to make his way to the dallas mavericks not only for years but especially this summer uh he was involved in the sign and trade for kyle lowry to the miami heat he is now on the toronto raptors uh he has for lack of the better terms verbally expressed his uh, lack of excitement. Nice, nice way to put it. <laughs> lack of excitement uh, being on the Toronto Raptors, but the Toronto Raptors are steady in their stance on not buying him out and not trading him. Uh, for what reason? I don't know. Maybe they just petty and they like, all right, you don't want to be here? Now you're going to be here. <laughs> We're not going to win anyway. What do we have to lose? Yeah. So um, reports came out earlier this week uh, around the middle of the week that um, the Toronto Raptors and Goran Dragic were in talks to finally um, settle this buyout uh, 
situation and that he would be rumored or, you know, uh, highly expected to sign with the Mavericks following. Then the next day it was shut down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty much saying the Raptors still have no interest in doing a buyout at all. So uh, it looks like that Goran Dragic to the Dallas Mavericks situation might all but be dead at this point. Unless it happens during the season. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't expect it in the offseason. But uh, I know Bibbs has some thoughts on this. So uh, hit us <laughs> with it. Uh, so Jake Fisher was the one that reported buyout was about to happen. Dragic coming to the Mavs, right? Uh, Jake has done done us right yes. all offseason. He's been been the guy. I, I, I added him to my alerts. He earned that. <laughs> um, and then Jordan Schultz, as you said, came back and was like, and I'm, I'm going to read the tweet exactly how it's worded because I thought it was worded very interestingly uh, in a way that I don't think okay. he should be tweeting it unless it came straight from Goran Dragic. Uh, contrary to reports, sources tell me Goran Dragic will not, in all caps, sign with the Mavs. That's how the tweet starts. Not Goran Dragic will not be bought out. He will not sign with the Mavs. Did Goran Dragic say he's not signing with the Mavs? Like how do you? Why do okay, you? Okay, wait. I he thought, came off strong. This is. Copy I thought and that paste. was actual news. I thought that was actual news that came out that said the Raptors are not looking to do a buyout. I'm not done. That's that's not the whole tweet, but that's the first sentence of the oh, tweet. Oh, okay, all right. So the first sentence of the tweet is contrary to reports. Sources tell me Goran Dragic will not sign with the Mavs. It came off like Goran Dragic said, Psh, "I ain't signing with them boys." What? <laughs> but no, I, so that's that's the first thing like it, it comes off very strong this thing this don't sound speculatory it sounds like i i know like for a fact yeah so right. where the facts came from is the question but second part furthermore i'm also told the raptors and Dragic have yet to even entertain talks of a buyout now that comes off as a shot at the prior reports that they were close to a buyout like y'all talking about they close to a buyout they haven't even entertained the talks so so you think this beef it's source wars is what it looked like <laughs> it's, it's source wars source wars, source wars. <laughs> nothing but source wars <laughs> I don't know what that rhythm was, but we're gonna go with That's it. That's from it's um, it's a Star Wars thing. You don't never mind. I I, I watched I went back and watched the, the first six before the seventh one dropped, The Force Awakens, I think, which was great, and I ain't watched it since. So uh, uh Shout out to Kendall, Star man. He knows what's up with Star Wars. <laughs> I'm you not a mean? Star Wars person, I'm sorry. So I mean here's my stance on the whole situation. Rumors don't mean shit to me. Rumors to me is like going to the strip club. For what? It's entertaining. It's nice to see. But <laughs> I don't need to be, <laughs> you know? 
See, the oh, video no. is okay. A, the video is a problem. <laughs> okay, a problem. nah. First things first. First things first. First things first. I agree 100% about the strip club thing. That's why I don't go to the strip club. Corny okay, Reese, and I'm in the club spending money, ass and titties, and I can't. Come on now. But you compared that to rumors, brother? <laughs> rumors? <laughs> rumors? I, I feel like I feel like I feel like because the people don't know, right? So I'm gonna let the people in. Cause you know what? I think we found our clip for the week. I'm gonna let the people in, right? Oh. Me and Biz was texting about the agenda, and I mentioned the Gorondrogic thing. And he was like, uh, yeah, but I'ma talk cash shit. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm ready. He about to go in, right? I think this the cash shit he was talking about. You was in the goddamn mirror like Oh, I'm about to kill him with this. <laughs> I'm in tears. Hold up. Uh, uh, <clears throat> as a Mavs uh, fan, as a Mavs fan, rumors have not panned out for us. You feel me? That is true. So it's like Megan Thee Stallion has been just putting in work in front of you all night long. And you can't leave the club with her. She's not going to leave the club with you. So what did you accomplish? These rumors, I can't get into the rumors. I can't do it. Keep them rumors over there. I'm good over here. I'm going to just pretend none of this is happening. I would rather stay at home with the drug. You know what? Um, this is a bad analogy. Continue. 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 Because <laughs> I want to know where you was about to go with that. What continue. If I have to choose between hearing absolutely nothing about the Dallas Mavericks until it's done, I, I, until something actually occurs, and having to hear y'all talk about things that might happen, I'm gonna choose not to hear anything because the rumors don't. I can't get I can't get all excited and and hyped up about a rumor. People spending weeks now talking about the Goran Dragic rumors, seeing a picture of the two best Slovenian players in the league together in Slovenia and saying, done deal, Goran Dragic to the Mavs. What? They won a championship together. They're friends. They're, they're going to hang out when they're in the offseason in their home country. Like, how, how do you just take a picture of them together and turn that into a done deal situation? Goran Dragic has a contract with the Toronto Raptors. And until that is not the case, I don't care about your rumors. The Toronto Raptors control his destiny right now. You, sh you should have led with this and not the stripper analogy. Okay? Just want to let you that know. Wasn't that wasn't the... I'm, just to keep it above, but, that was not the plan. That happened organically. All right? That was... Okay. Uh, all right. That was Actually, not, that makes sense. That was not in the plans when I sat down with this. Okay, I'm this, glad this, it wasn't. This is my this this is my main point. The rumors, I can't do it. I can't do it with the rumors. I've done my best to ignore this crap on the timeline because I'm I will be an asshole if I start responding to this stuff. Also, while we're here. Please stop sending me this stuff. 
Like I've gotten a lot better at not responding to everything that is sent to me, but stop sending me rumors and shit. I don't give a damn about them. That's not even. I'm not joking when I say you that. Like rumor tweets. Hey Mike, what do you, Biz, what do you, you think like... about this? I don't think about it. I don't think about it. Yeah, that's that's annoying, bro. And, and and I'm not again. I'm not trying to be. It's cool. I like when people come to me, ask me questions, and stuff. But when it comes to rumors, I, I'm not interested. Don't don't bring it to me. I just want you to know: the bigger this podcast gets, the more of those you're gonna get. Oh, I know. And the better I'm going to get at ignoring them. <laughs> it, it, just preparing that, you for it, brother. That transition has already begun. Uh, gotten very good at not responding to comments that. Make me say what? But when I first read them, if I gotta think too hard or I gotta ask for clarification, I'm just skipping it. There's too much going on in my mentions already. What what Kenny used to say, bro? What? <laughs> he got to <laughs> bring, bring this segment back. He got to bring he got to bring the podcast back. I'm saying. I mean, he did just he just, a married man now, boy. Then settled down, you know. <laughs> I can't relate to any of that. So, uh, um, congratulations! Same. I, to, I ain't even got a relationship. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, moving forward, yeah, it's okay. Oh damn, the head dropped all dramatically. The, <laughs> the video like skipped. <laughs> the video like skipped. Like well, your head was up, and the next thing I saw, your head was down. I was like, oh damn, <laughs> he, he really going through it over there. All right. Uh, another thing that occurred since we're talking about stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, <clears throat> Dennis Smith Jr. signed a camp deal with the Portland Trail Bla- <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You good? I'll give my thoughts. I'll give my thoughts when you're done, but go ahead. <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. signed a camp <clears throat> deal with the Portland Trail Blazers. That was another area of speculation questioning and uh hope from the dallas maverick fan base that the mavs might offer him the same i'm actually excited about him going to portland when he was coming out of the draft said two things one he needed a strong coach that was going to be patient with him and make sure they kept him on a straight and narrow but that if he reached his maximum potential he could be a dame light type player didn't think he could be necessarily as good a shooter, but like an explosive scorer type. Uh, like, again, not the 20, like maybe 20-ish at his peak per game, score, athletic guard that that guys couldn't keep in front of him. So, obviously, okay. he started out like a rookie should, an 18, 19-year-old rookie should, or 19-year-old rookie should with Dallas. Luka came in, confident shot, sent him to New York. They booed him and asked for Frank Nilakina. Uh Mentally, I don't think he's been in a good headspace. He's dealt with some injuries. But, you know, he could land on his feet. The Portland Trailblazers, I believe, have three roster spots open. So he has an opportunity to really make that roster. And I'm pulling for him. Thoughts? I'm going to get close to the mic, right? Y'all wanted this dude to get a full roster spot on the team and the most he got 
was a training camp invite from the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> I would hate for y'all to be the GM of any team. I would. What's wrong with y'all? I was telling y'all for weeks that this dude is not it. And he should not be on this roster. And now, the most he's... Bro, he was a lot... He was a top 10 pick just three, four years ago. And he getting... First of all, I'm not saying like, ah, ha, ha, DSJ. I love DSJ. You know, I want to see DSJ succeed. I want to see him, you know, do well on the team. But I was telling y'all for weeks that this ain't it. I was telling y'all on goddamn Twitter that this ain't it. Y'all said y'all wanted... Dennis Smith Jr. over Sweet. Oh. <clears throat> Dennis. Y'all said y'all wanted Dennis Smith Jr. over Sh- Sh- I said it right last week. Say you, said it with, you said it with no issues previously. Shmee McCalluk. Y'all wanted Dennis Smith Jr. over Shmee McCalluk. One of them is on a roster. One of them is getting a training camp invite. Come on, man. And personally... I don't think Dennis Smith Jr. will fit well on the Portland Trailblazers. He's athletic, but he's small. They got Norman Powell, who's six foot two or six foot three. They got CJ McCollum, who's six foot two or six foot three. Damian Lillard, who's six foot three, I think. And Anthony Simons. What room would there really be for Dennis Smith Jr.? I mean, I, I guess you can say that. Portland Trailblazers have had injury problems last season. Maybe DSJ is a security blanket if he makes the team. But I would have liked him to get a training camp invite from a team he'll actually be able to play on. But that's just me. I'm pretty sure uh, he seems like a humble guy. He's probably just happy to get the invite, show what he can do. Uh, More power to him. Best of luck to him. Hopefully he can make the team. But yeah, I... I hate to run a victory lap on y'all, but I couldn't help it. Sorry. I don't think I said a single word during DSJ gate. Um, I think a few people might have forced me to say anything at all, but I, I, I had no interest in Dennis Smith Jr. coming back to Dallas. I just don't see the point. There's nothing that against him. God damn. That poll, that slingy put out. That's Fee McCulloch and Dennis Smith Jr. poll. I said, Theo, it was ridiculous, bro. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. Y'all was voting like 60% for Dennis Smith Jr. Oh, I'm so disappointed in y'all. I'm so disappointed in y'all. I've come to accept that <clears throat> most Dallas Mavs fans only watch Dallas Mavs. I tried to give them the benefit of the doubt, but. I mean, V wasn't exact on a sexy team, and he it wasn't. is what it is. But he he, uh, he he has a roster spot, though. Uh, we'll see what happens with Dennis. I, I I could see a path to him being signed there, but we got to see what else they mm-hmm. do. Like I said, they still have roster spots. They are working on the Ben Simmons trade potentially. So there's there's a c- couple different paths. Uh, they could be looking at another trade, so we'll see what they end up doing. Uh, the final thing I wanted to hit on today is the word that Moses Brown <clears throat> has been working with Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler has become a mentor for the young big man. 
Some have speculated that this news may have been why the Mavs dropped EJ Inu and opened up another roster spot because previously the speculation was that Moses Brown was going to be traded as soon as possible, uh, potentially for Goran Dragic or whoever. And it, with him working with Tyson Chandler now, people are saying, oh, maybe he's the project big of the future. Maybe they're really legitimately married to him. Do you have any? Um, I'm actually excited about this. Um, usually I don't really care about things like this, but I do really like Moses Brown. I liked Moses Brown when we got him. I know the Mavs didn't necessarily want to get Moses Brown or any player in return because they didn't want salary back. But I think Moses Brown is a nice project player. He's not great right now. He's probably like the third or fourth best big on the team. Um, but I would like to see him get some minutes this year, honestly. Uh, he has a great body. Great size, great length, uh, you know, could probably be a nice good rim protector for this team. Uh, I think he's probably, to be honest, the best rebounder on the team. Is that Sam? I meant best rebounding big on the team because he's not a better rebounder than Luca. Best rebounding big on the team. Is that Sam much? <clears throat> nah, the bar is very low. But still, I mean, and mentored by Tyson Chandler, not even just because he was um, on the 2011 Mavs team, but he's a former defensive player of the year, uh, very high defensive IQ uh, on the basketball court. So I think he could be a great mentor for him, to be honest. I'm excited about this, see where it goes. If he doesn't any minutes this year, then I take back everything I said. I don't give a shit about this. So I guess for me, it's uh... – I, I I like Moses Brown as, like you said, a project big. I liked him last year uh, when he was cleaning up, really, in the G League. I was excited about uh, him signing with the Thunder, getting a chance to really play. Uh, he did. He was doing numbers. He's, his numbers were sexy. I think he almost had a block triple-double in one game. Like I don't remember mm-hmm. how close he got. But um, he has a lot of potential. He's huge. And for me, it's just a matter of getting his mobility right, uh, making sure he's aggressive defensively as far as, like, covering the weak side or what have you. Working with Tyson Chandler, definitely a good sign there. Uh, as I mean, he was the perfect cleanup man beside Dirk. So uh, I'm excited about that development. I was annoyed by the speculation that he might just be trade fodder because um, getting him felt like a step in the right direction as far as getting developmental type players on this roster, mm-hmm. um, getting young guys that could potentially grow with Luca long-term. And he's not a guy that's going to one day uh, demand a max salary. I don't think, I don't, I don't expect he's going to have a Hassan white side explosion. <laughs> um, Unless he gets rich Paul as a agent to say, you know what? No, I'm not, Touching on Rich Paul. <laughs> you know, the funny part about Rich Paul is I don't know if I've ever heard him talk or smile or anything. Like, I just see pictures of him. He just looks like yep. an ominous figure that just stares and things happen. He's like rookie Derrick Rose. Like, I, Derrick Rose never used to smile, talk. And the minute he opened his mouth, the motherfucker won MVP. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah, like. 
Rich Rich Paul feels like a presence more than a person to me. Like, and he got Adele, so congrats to him. Um, you got Slim Adele. Let me let me be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adele Slim mm-hmm. Adele started dating right. rappers and basketball agents. All right, I ain't I ain't mad at her. She right. She better put out an album though. She got to put out an album though. I ain't trying to have her gallivanting with no music. How old is she now? 27, 28, 29, <laughs> 20. I ain't looking it up. That that ain't important. It's not basketball related. Um, is there anything? I'm about to say whatever the that, whatever the next album. Maybe maybe he need to break up with her so we can get a good album. He might drop a better one just to just, just out of spite. Just just <laughs> just throw just throw Rich Paul in a room full of women. Let him cheat so we can get that Adele album we deserve. But nah, nothing else. <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> nothing else I really wanted to. Uh, okay. She's 33. <laughs> She's the same age as me. She's 33, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Adele, 33 album. We ready. Might be 34 because her birthday's in May. <laughs> All right. So, 34. Um, <clears throat> anywho. I don't know how long we've been on here, quite honestly, because of all the technical difficulties it has yeah. thrown off the clock that I previously had. Um, I think we covered a lot. I feel like we, we got to be at least close to 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, our first Very run, close. Yeah, our first run with video was an interesting endeavor. Uh, but I think we, we hopefully get it gets better down the line. Yeah, hopefully we'll get more. Co- I'll get more comfortable with it because I feel weird staring at myself. For thirty minutes. I mean, I'm comfortable, but you know, it's the technical difficulties. You could tell it's a little bit of a delay, more than usual, I think. Yeah. Uh, but still, uh, it will get used to it. We will indeed. Um, man, we're we're zooming through like we're three weeks pretty much away from training camp opening. Um, really? We definitely mm-hmm. need to. Probably throw a panel or something together here. A couple of them. Or at least. You want to do a couple panels before training camp or before the season? Uh, Before the season. I would like to do one before training camp. Okay. Though. Before training camp, for sure. Yeah, we definitely need to. Let's, let's do one this month. Actually, that like the week of training camp, like that weekend before, maybe we'll, we'll do it. We should probably okay. put out. Want to do mailbag next, month, next week since we didn't get to do mailbag this week? Mailbag will be great next week. We'll do the mailbag, be looking out for the link. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Or the tweet, I guess. Yeah, the tweet. I knew what you meant. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they knew what you meant. So I don't know how much time we got left. Did you want to close it out or did you want to uh, talk about Shang-Chi for a bit? Shall we talk about Shang-Chi? Oh, I'm sorry, Shang-Chi. Or Sean. As some may call him Sean G. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about Sean for a second. Undercover. Say what? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Motherfucker's a terrible undercover. <laughs> How, I, I'm gonna let you talk about it first. Um, what, what were your thoughts on Sean Sean G? Yeah, since I recorded my damn review for it, and I went to edit it, and now the video syncing is all off. It. Oh man. And you know, I emailed. The support team of the website I use. You know what they told me? <clears throat> the team is away. They won't be back until Tuesday because of Labor Day weekend. <laughs> oh, snap. 
So at least you got I can a quick, never get a review out on time. I was about to say, at least you got a quick response. But then again, it was probably like a canned response. They put that automatic, hey, we gone response out there. It was an automatic. <sighs> but um, Shang-Chi. So I enjoyed the film. Um, coming away from it, I felt like it was a, it was a solid, good uh, MCU film. Uh, like I said, it doesn't crack my top 10 personally, but at this point in the MCU, that's not a discredit to the film. That's more of a, it's good, but that 10 is elite. Like, yeah, it's 25 movies. Elite. So, is it really 25 or were you just saying that? No, it's legitimately 25 movies. Legitimately, I looked it up. So, this was the 25th? Yes. Okay, wow. That's crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I will say we're not doing spoilers, correct? Light spoilers. Like, don't spoil like big plot Light spoil. points. Or... <clears throat> yeah. yeah, gotcha. Well, I will say that the humor in the film did not hit for me early on. For, for like the first 40 minutes to an hour, I didn't laugh much. Maybe it's because I personally just don't like Aquafina, or either. like, um, it was that. I mean, she did say some funny lines. I was like, okay, that was funny. Yeah, I still don't like you, but that was funny. Um, <laughs> until a certain character shows up in the movie. I think you know what I mean. A certain comedic okay. character. When this character shows up in the film, that's when the humor started hitting for me because. One Every, of the big twist characters. Yes, if okay. you if you could say so. Uh, every single line, almost every line he had, just had me laughing. So once okay. he entered the film, that's when the humor started hitting okay. for me. Um, even Shang Chi uh, was hitting on the humor for me a bit. I will say, he is he did a fantastic job in the role. Okay. Like if if they told him, hey, here's your job, go out there. And be charming and be relatable and connect with the audience. He did that. Like, he's about as charming and lovable as Peter Parker. Like, oh, wow. I, I really, but the thing is, as charming and likable as he was, halfway through the film, I stopped caring about him because okay. his sister was such a badass. <laughs> like, yo, halfway through the film, I'm like, and I, I went with my cousin. And after the movie, I was like, yeah, Shang-Chi was cool. But halfway through the film, I was like, bro, I don't care about you. Give me a movie with her. What about your sister? <laughs> like, bro, she stepped into the film and she whooping ass. I'm like, bro, she really liked that. Like, you cool and all. Movie, I think. The actress. Really? I, I feel like was, I've seen her before. I think well, like I was looking through the cast to try to figure out. If she's been in something, I'm pretty sure. Let me see. And it might have been somebody else. Let me double check before I'm, I'm wrong on the podcast, real quick. But she, it was Jailene, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep, this is all she's ever done. Literally, you go to her IMDb, you can't even scroll. It's just this and two interviews wow. about this. Wow. But she killed it. 
a beautiful girl too. She's a very beautiful girl. She's a pretty woman. Yeah, she was. She definitely, definitely. Uh, also, the person that played that mother was a very beautiful woman as well. I feel like I've seen her. She's been in a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I've seen her before. The mom and the uh, aunt, especially. Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Yeah, Michelle Yeoh, obviously, very well known. Yeah. And I was glad that they kept some well-known figures, but also gave a lot of unknowns a chance, or people right. lesser known people a chance. But um, yeah, his sister killed it, man. Oh my god. She's my goodness. favorite in the movie. Uh, did you say for the second post credit scene? Yes. That has me very intrigued because i'm not sure if i took away from it what i was supposed to but i think i did i did, i definitely feel like i did too and maybe we shouldn't talk about it yeah we're not gonna talk about it here because that's gonna be spoilers but right you we know off air we can yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah she was she stole the show for she me. was dope. Um, the choreography was amazing the fight scenes that bus scene is one of the best set pieces in mcu history bus scene was crazy um the scaffolding scene let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you how amazing the scaffolding scene was, okay? The bus scene was amazing, but the scaffolding scene was different. I love that you could tell they took a lot of inspirations from Jackie Chan. A lot. The the, the fighting like, oh shit, I don't want to, you know, I don't really want to hit you, but I'm fighting back anyway. I'm more so defending myself. Right. But the scaffolding scene, I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> deathly afraid of heights afraid of too. to the point where I was at a water park one time and my mom asked hey you want to get up on that slide it was real high up we had to walk up some wooden steps just to get on the slide halfway up I was like I can't do this because I looked down I, I couldn't do it the scaffolding scene <laughs> I was in the theater my palms were sweating <laughs> Watching this, my palms were sweating, and I was just like, "Oh my god, they're gonna fall!" <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god, they gonna! I was so nervous, but it was so close quarters and everything. I loved it, man. I I really like this movie. I plan on going to see it again, honestly. Um, I will say the third act. What didn't fall flat like some MCU films do, but it got kind of crazy. Like the it got whole, very crazy. I, I don't want to go too. Yeah, it I don't. I, you know what I mean. I don't want to go into it without. Spoiling, I, yeah, but I, I'm yeah. glad you held back because I almost said some stuff. But yeah, man, the first of all, the scaffolding scene, like you said, the my, my, the the best parts of that fight for me were the almost falls. Mm-hmm. Like when they would go from level to level, like there was a point where he like throws a guy and a board flips and falls. Like yeah. it made it feel more realistic that right. the board, everything wasn't stable. Like stuff was breaking, uh, people were swinging around the outside. Like it was, it was dope. Like they covered all their bases. They were moving fast at some points. They were moving slow at other points to try to make sure they didn't fall. It was beautifully. All the choreography in this movie was amazing. Um, my sister pointed out, because I went with my sister, uh, we see all the Marvel movies together, that when the mom and the when the mom and dad are fighting early in the movie, and then later as uh, he starts to learn more of his skills and more of what's in him, it looked like they were dancing because right. of the fighting mm-hmm. style. Which it it was kind of like a dance, and but it was also effective kung fu. Like it wasn't it didn't look goofy. 
Right. Um, it was effective. Like he, they were mirroring the other person's moves to avoid contact and like deliver a more effective blow. Like they were basically predicting their moves and moving along with them. It was it was dope. Um, and the all the fighting styles were awesome. Mm-hmm. Everybody's there were several different fighting styles shown, and all were effective in my opinion. Uh, that third act, like you said, does get insane, and might have taken away a little bit of the juice that I would have liked to have seen from the main character, but uh, it, it wasn't terrible, in my opinion. It was it still worked for me, and the most important thing is, you gotta look at this, this was kind of like a Captain Marvel type situation, and I know you listen to the Midnight Boys, right? Yeah. I have not heard, listened to their review yet, though. So they pointed out that, like, when they're introducing these new characters, they're gonna have to be Avengers, and they don't have five, six, seven years, two, three movies to get them on the level of a Captain America where they can fight intergalactic beings and stuff. They have to do it in one movie. And where Captain Marvel kind of, they did that. They made her seem very powerful, but they didn't make let you connect to her too. They were able to do three movies worth of stuff in this movie effectively. One, because he already knew some stuff. It wasn't like he just suddenly became a, a person with some skills but he also got some new stuff that he learned and we get to see him take on different levels of talent as far as like his enemies so it wasn't just a super strong person to start out with so that part of it was effective for me and i'm excited to see where he goes with him see you from here uh i agree i think i see what you mean like obviously from the get-go he already knew fighting like you said like you said, they did a good job of having him connect with the audience because, like I said, he's a lovable character. And the third thing, which happens in the third act, you know, him, I don't want to say much. But, yeah. <clears throat> um, but that did get wild for me. There was something I'm nitpicking probably, but in the third act, obviously, uh, when a big fight happens... Um, their goal is to stop this one person from reaching this one thing. And as the fight's happening, he just walks right through and nobody tries to stop him. <laughs> like, Well, nobody. one person did. It just did not work out for that one person. One person. <laughs> like, one person. No one else said, oh, he's going that way. Oh, we need to stop. No. Like, what? Why y'all? You're supposed to stop him, right? That's your objective. Like, but, uh, yeah, um, I, I didn't have too many problems with this film, but yeah, the third act thing, obviously they do the typical MCU origin film villain where they basically have the same skill set or powers as the hero. Um, I didn't mind it too much in this film because this is one of those villains where he's not, I hate to say he's not evil because, In the timeline and the period we are in the film, he's not a bad guy. To him, his intentions are good. And from the audience perspective, we understand why he thinks that, but we know why it's wrong. Right. So we know his intentions are not malicious. And it's one of those things where you're like, okay, maybe he'll snap out of it, you know, uh, redeem himself. You know, something like that. So, and he was an amazing Tony Leong, I think his name is. 
he he was an amazing goddamn actor in this. He, he first of all he was smooth as hell. Second of all, he was terrifying okay. to the point where he don't raise his voice. He ain't do nothing. And I'm like, bro, if this was my dad, I'd be terrified. <laughs> exactly. They didn't go over the top to make him evil. Like there was a scene in the trailer that they didn't even use in the movie where uh, he says to Shang-Chi, watch how you talk to me, boy. And I'm like, you sure he didn't say that in the movie? I didn't well, hear it. I remember him saying boy at one point in the movie, calling him boy. And my sister was like, mm. I don't remember if it was the same scene. I think it was. Uh, I was about to say something. It, it was, was, was it the scene it, where he revealed his plan. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's where they showed it. Um hmm. I don't. I couldn't remember if it was him, but I definitely remember when you mentioned the the boy thing. I remembered somebody saying that to him, and uh, my sister had a vocal reaction to, to that scene. I did have a issue with like this is just personal for me though. The constant flashback things, like oh let's flashback to a memory we already saw early on, but let's expand on it. Oh let's do it again. Oh let's do it again. I'm not a fan of that in movies. I wasn't a fan of it in Suicide Squad either when they did it. Uh, I mean, some movies do it well. It's just in this one, it it didn't take me out of it. But I just feel like that's not something that you couldn't have done earlier. That's not a flashback you couldn't have shown in full earlier. Like, basically, they're going back to reveal more of a prior scene when they could have just shown that whole scene earlier. Like, it wasn't like, oh, now this is more important now. Okay, yeah, I I can get on board with that, too. There was also a reveal that, honestly, I feel like it it wasn't needed or didn't make sense. So, without spoiling, I'm going to kind of guide through it, and I'm pretty sure you'll catch on, but... Aquafina's character and Shang-Chi's character after the bus scene he reveals something to her and when they're on the plane he talks about his upbringing and what happened before he ran away and in the third act before the big fight he reveals to her that he he wasn't fully honest about it what was the point of that because it didn't I understand what they were trying to do, but I feel like they didn't execute on it at all. I feel like maybe it was like a personality thing where he wasn't fully accepting of who he was. And then later in the movie, he's like, F it. This is who I am. Like, I don't... Can you hear me? Did I lose yeah, you? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, right. I can hear you. So, yeah. So, I didn't know if, if it was that or if it was more of, like, us getting to see him, like, reveal himself to her fully because mm-hmm. of what they're trying to do in another area with that dynamic. Um, I hope they don't go there. I don't I don't want it to go there. Because either. the whole movie, I was like, please don't go there. Please don't go there. And I was so happy when they didn't. I'm like, can we just have a platonic relationship in these movies with a man and a woman i mean obviously we have that with um black widow and hawkeye well had but he's a married man so they're not gonna have right right (laughs) and we kind of had it with captain america and black widow but you could tell sometimes they'd be flirting so it's like look (laughs) 
don't know, man. It, I just, it wouldn't surprise me, like, if that if it went down. Well, I mean, she's gone now, so. But, yeah, but this one. Um, oh, oh, you was talking about the new one, not Black Widow. Sorry. Um, wait, wait, what? No, I was saying the, the Captain America thing. Oh, was the, yeah, she's gone that now. Was, that well, they're both me. gone. They both gone now. I mean, so. yeah, he went back and found his his main thing. So yeah, she uh, after kissing his her, her granddaughter. Um, she so there's that. But yeah, I I definitely like you said. I was really leaning into the idea of them remaining a platonic friend situation, and they need that in the MCU. Like every Absolutely. time a female comes around, they can't be falling in love. Come on, man. I like um, that dynamic. I really do. Yeah. And with the grandma asking that question, it felt like hope they might be trying to set that up, but that's what grandmas do. So, and it was also a scene where he took his shirt off and her reaction. I was like, oh, yeah. "Please don't do that." <laughs> man, I, you, I just wanted to be that they're the, they're that close, and she had never seen her with his shirt on. True, and she was yeah. like, "Oh, for real? This is what you doing?" I, 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 so, like, I wanted to see her like give him a hard time about it or something later. Which she did later, uh, right? Like right after that, right after her reaction, yeah. she makes a joke about him. So, like I said, like I usually can't stand Aquafina. She was tolerable in this, and there was one thing she does in this movie that pissed me off because they didn't have to do that, and it kind of took away some credibility for me. Yeah, yeah I thought so. Yeah, that, that was. That was some uh, Murray Sue shit, man. I was like, come on, son. Like, don't let her be the one. I knew knew that's what you meant because I was thinking the same thing. Like, are you fucking kidding me? They must have took some M's off of her contract. She was like, well, I got to to do something important if y'all want to pay me less. I just personally don't like Aquafina. It's like I I haven't seen her too much, but, you know. I've avoided things that she was in because I don't like her. Like, I hate that I like this movie so much because she's in it. I don't want to support her. But if she can just never do the black sin again. Is that deep? If she can it's never do the black sin again, good. yes. Because you talk just fine in this movie. Like, it's perfectly fine. She's exactly. not bad in it. She's good. Exactly. Just do this. That's all. That's all we ask. And, that, and I was going to say, I did watch... I did watch the movie she was in that was getting Oscar buzz. Crazy Rich Asians. I don't know if she actually won an award for it. Not that one. It was uh, now I got to look it up. Uh, the Farewell. Okay. Um, where where she plays the granddaughter. I think her grandma dies and she has to like reconnect with her her family in in China. I believe. Um, I'm trying to now. I got to double check. Make sure she didn't win an award for it. Okay, she did not get nominated. It was a Golden Globe winner. It did win the Golden Globe, but they didn't get nominated for the Oscars. Um, and she doesn't do the accent at all in that. She's just a regular person. And I was like, okay, so she is capable of being a regular person. That's because that's what that. she really is. Exactly. <laughs> and it actually, like you said, it kind of made me matter. Like, oh, so you really are just being stupid. Right. You're doing it as um, on purpose. Before we get out of here, I do have to shout out one more character. If I can find him in the cast list, I want to make sure I get his name right. Ronnie Chang. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He's a comedian. He was the MC at the fights. Okay. When he got to the fight scene. Yeah. He didn't look like himself because he's usually like buttoned down and polished when you see him. But he had like the colorful hair and stuff in the movie, so... 
what uh, has threw he me been off in? a second. I was like, I recognize the way he's speaking and his voice. He hasn't really been. He was in Crazy Rich Asians, actually. He was in Godzilla versus Kong, but really? I know him from his stand-up. Okay, and he is hilarious. Um, like, the, the dude with the the sword I, as a hand. Did you recognize where he was from? No. Um, that was actually the um Ivan Drago's son from Creed Two. I actually haven't seen Creed Creed Two yet. Wow, really? It's really good. Yeah, I like the first one. I don't know why I never yeah. saw the second one. I don't know if it came out around the same time or something else, but I never got around to it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, it's really good. But the the entire cast was was fun and good. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. everybody enjoyed in the it. cast. Um, I feel like I, we're forgetting someone, but I could be tripping. I was gonna say. Um, in the fight scenes, when they were at the fight club, mm-hmm. I know you're not supposed to talk about fight club, but we're here. Um, somebody pointed out, or they pointed out on the uh, Ringerverse podcast that they're one of the the first fights we see in the side, where it's like two people fighting in a little mini fight. Apparently, one of the I didn't I couldn't catch who it was, but one of the the lady was a one of the black widows, or one of really? the widows. They said. I didn't catch that. When I go see the movie again, I'll be looking out for it. And she was fighting one of the villains from Iron Man 3. There's only... uh, What was it called? Uh, One of the villains from Iron Man 3? The, uh... Damn it, what are they called? The Extremist? Extremist? Extremist. There we go. She was fighting Extremist. One of the Extremists. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't even notice that. Um, yeah. I did notice the big motherfucker that well he's in the trailer Abomination um, Yeah, I have an issue with that why because it's not talked about it's not expanded on we haven't seen this guy since Incredible Hulk um, he looks different and he doesn't talk at all the Abomination was never a dummy he he could talk he was very he was intelligent didn't he, he just, talk not in this, no. He didn't say any words. He shook his head or something. Yeah. When he leaves, you can see where he's going. It looks like he's in some sort of prison still. Yeah, it did look like that. It did so look maybe they're just broken like... out just for this fight. Uh, the Ringerverse people speculated that he could be involved with Contessa Valentina. Abomination. Yeah. Like he might be one of the people that gets recruited to that team. Like if she can control him, then right? Because they they are saying like he might be a guy that can be reformed, sort of, but maybe not completely. I would hate for them to do that. You would hate for him to show up in that on that team. When you say reformed, you mean like what? I mean, she's not a good person. We know, right? He's gonna be in the margins, but if she's getting Black Widow's sister. And She's not going to stay on that team, though. U.S. agent, he doesn't want to be a villain. Yeah, give it they're, some time. They're in the margins type of thing. So they were saying that they, he could end up on that team because She-Hulk is coming. Right. And that, that could be a good spot for that team to show up. I believe Abomination is actually going to be in She-Hulk. That's confirmed? I'm not sure. I feel like when they were revealing the TV shows, I know Mark Ruffalo is going to be in it, but... Okay. Uh, I think Abomination is. I'm not sure. I have to look it up. It would make sense. And then that also is why they wouldn't hide that he's in this movie. But the other guy that's in this film that he fought, I thought it was just going to be a small cameo. But I right. love how they used him 
to like they didn't waste any time they instantly instantly connected him to the rest of the mcu to so the point where the like now. yes to the point where he seems like a very important character if this was Which talking about the awesome. post-credit scene i'm not gonna how do i say this someone looked away they're not supposed to look and it was not explained (laughs) i i agree um not sure how i feel about it actually both of them if you think about it yeah actually because the Mm -hmm. yeah see when we do video we can do stuff like this (laughs) because yeah i keep forgetting when i put the whole video out so i'm like trying to watch what i do and whatnot but uh yeah both of them looked a little different than like you said they're supposed to look that's why i'm curious as to the timeline of this well how far after endgame does this happen right because things have a lot that seems to have changed with these two individuals i'm excited about i'm excited about shang chi too i know they're gonna do a sequel i don't know when but I'm excited to see him with the rest of the characters in the MCU. Uh, hopefully, they don't bring Aquafina into it like Hawkeye Light or some shit. But yeah. So, how familiar are you with the character Shang Chi? Yeah. Not familiar at all. I literally didn't know about Me him either. until the movie came out. Me yeah. Either. Which the fact that we're both super excited about this character right. is a testament to Marvel's ability to make hey bad characters good. I had no knowledge of the Guardians of the Galaxy at all. It's a top 10, arguably top 5 MCU film. I agree. Literally, when they announced Ant-Man, before that, I knew who Ant-Man was. I hated Ant-Man. I thought Ant-Man was a a stupid character. I put out a post on Facebook that said, if someone told you there was a superhero movie called Ant-Man coming out, would you go see it? Everyone said no. <laughs> I saw Ant-Man and I was like, this, at the time, it, I was like, this is one of the best MCU films. Like, I said the same thing. He's probably my favorite character remaining in the MCU right now. I might. He's I'm in biased. the contention. I'm biased. Spider-Man's my favorite superhero of all time. I can't. Spider-Man was mine. I've just like have as far as like buying in MCU wise, I'm more bought into Ant Man. Yeah, I love Ant Man. I love Ant Man. Uh, when I when they said Paul Rudd was playing Ant Man, I'm like, what? <laughs> the comedian guy? What the fuck? They made it and work. It, and it works, man. I I do not doubt MCU anymore when it comes to casting and the movies they choose to make. <sighs> they always make it work somehow. So yeah. Shout out to them for this, man. I'm glad Shang-Chi did numbers and is doing well because for some reason I heard if this wasn't going to do well, they were going to push back Eternals and Spider-Man, which made no sense to me. What? But... Yeah, it's doing well. It's doing financially Ex- well. Everything Ex- about it is well. Rotten Tomatoes looking good. Yeah. So, so and then uh, last part, you know, Black Panther was everything for the black community. Um, we came out in droves. We ran the numbers up. And we felt seen on a major motion picture level. And from what I've heard, I can't speak for the Asian community, but from what I've heard from a few people in the community, they're feeling a lot of the same stuff that we were 
there, appreciating the the small touches that maybe some of us didn't catch. I caught a lot of them, but I can't say I caught everything. The small cultural touches that are worked mm-hmm. into the movie that, like, I can't remember one of my followers, I wish I remembered his name, said that, like, he saw it, he loved it, and he's going to take his parents because he knows they're going to enjoy like they don't know anything about Marvel comic book whatever, but they're gonna enjoy the cultural touches that are in this movie. So that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Because I was just questioning that because I was looking something up on YouTube and I saw a YouTuber put out two weeks ago, uh, Chinese why we hate Shang Chi, and I'm like, what? I didn't watch the video though. So to hear that you know people are actually um, happy and excited. And it was a Chinese person making the video. That's I wanted to make that clear. Gotcha. But he um, hadn't seen the movie, so it was a woman. But yeah, the movie oh, hadn't come hadn't out yet. I guess she was just I don't know the idea. The character, the character historically has been a stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do so, know about that. So uh, I know that that part of it, like again, this is Marvel taking something that was done poorly by in the back in the days when racism was. Like there was nobody to tell you no, right? Depicting these cultures incorrectly in the industry, those days are over. And now you could take that same character who was a stereotype and make them relevant, culturally aware, and hit all the points in the right way. Like this is Marvel fixing their bad characters, and I love it. I love it. Uh, the post-credit scene was uh, amazing. If they're setting up what I think they are. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to get too excited because I'm hearing different um, uh, thoughts and opinions on it. I saw I your conversation. Huh? I saw your conversation. I ain't want to dive too deep into it. Yeah. Um, I've seen different things <laughs> like on YouTube. Uh, there's probably plenty of options. Uh, I don't want people to know I'm not a, I'm not extremely knowledgeable when it comes to comic books, especially since I did not know who Shang-Chi was. Um, so the guy who I think it is might not even be it. That's just the first thing that came to mind, but it got me thinking like eventually aside from ranking the MCU films, I want to rank the post credit scenes in MCU history because that's very interesting to me because this is the best one in a long time. I, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed this one. It's. And it's a feels like a big teaser for something you right. don't know, but you don't know exactly what. Uh, definitely listen to the Ringerverse pod because they touch on that as well, and they both have ideas about what or who it could be. The okay. what being very important. The character name is terrible for what Charles said, but is it um it is does it kind of go towards the thing we said? just a few minutes ago about uh you know offensive and yeah the name i know i know the name yeah i've heard yeah so that, i think that's who charles said he, he could be um i think van pushed back and said it i think that's actually the comp i think the person i had the conversation with on twitter also said the said same that. thing okay. Yeah. okay yeah okay yeah but we'll but, see um we will see. We'll see we'll see i would like to rank them though the uh <laughs> the infinity war scene with the Captain Marvel tease was pretty good until we found out the movie was ass. Um, <laughs> obviously, the original Avengers one uh, revealing Thanos. Um, off the top of my head, I can't really think of too many. Damn, that's tough. 
I like the uh, the Scarlet Witch Quicksilver tease. Oh, at the end of Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Iron Man one. It's pretty good. The 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 clanging metal. No, the um the Nick Fury. Uh, I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. What other one? Just for comedic purposes, the Iron Man 3 one was good when it was revealed the whole time he was talking to Bruce Banner about the uh, the events of the movie. That was pretty good. Um, so many goddamn movies. What the, the Stan Lee as one of the Watchers. Was that, that was Guardians after... of, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That was good. Yeah, that was fun. I like that one. That um, Even though they pretty much retconned that with What If. Hey, man, hey. The last thing I want to say because since you brought up how trash Captain Marvel was going back to Candyman, I don't know if we talked about Candyman on here, but oh, we did briefly. Nia DaCosta has yes. a task ahead of her. Which, yes, she does. But I think she's up to the task of fixing Captain Marvel. I think she is. So I, I said that on our. Did I say that on our review? I think we. I think, I think did. I did. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited I, I have about faith. that. That comes out next year. We got a big year for Marvel films next yeah. year. We got um, what? We got Doctor Strange, Thor: Love and Thunder, it's Black four Panther, movies, right? Black Panther two, and the Marvels. That's all, all four of those are next year. <laughs> That's a big year. Not to mention we got two shows still coming out this year, and we got shows coming out next year. We got two more movies and two more shows coming out this year. Like they're they're busy. They got She Hawk next year. Uh, it's a lot of stuff. Oh my god! I can't. I've lost. I stopped trying to keep up. Like I can only keep up with the next month or so ahead. Yeah, it's like, tough. It's, we still don't know exactly when Hawkeye is coming out. We ain't even got a trailer. I feel like they're not allowing too much of a gap. I'm wondering if it's gonna come out before. What's the one that's coming out in December? Uh, is it She Hawk? Spider Man. Are you talking about the oh, movie? There's I mean, a the show. show. There's a show coming out in oh, December, Ms. Marvel. Or November. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. So I'm wondering if Hawkeye might come out before that. It's... Buddy, but I feel like they don't want to overlap TV shows with the movies either. That's true. Uh, there's going to be a gap here after that. Well, what if still on? So we'll see. What if it's on until October? Eternals comes out in October. November. Okay, that makes sense. I'll allow yeah. it. I'll allow it. But uh, we we have now. I think we talked about this movie. Yeah, we, we talked, talked about, about this more than we talked about. <laughs> we have crossed crossed the threshold. Let's, hey, hey, let's get up out of here. All right, well, th- let's make it abrupt. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>